Praise the Lord and welcome once again to stay into his word, stay dot into his word or into his word. I am your host. My name is David. I'm coming at you again with the word of God. I'm not going to keep you as long as I did last week because uh, I know that our lives are busy and you just want the word. But I had a little bit more to put out last week. Regarding a section or study seven than what I did for this week for the second part, which was not intentional. The second part of the study, which I think is really, really important just to bring it all together. So let's pray. Dear Lord and Savior Jesus, we're so thankful today that we're gathered together in one place for this study. Lord, we understand that we don't know everything and for those that think we know everything is pure wrong, and we know the more that we study your word, the more we realize what we don't know about your word, and even about you. Because as we study the word, we're trying to get to know more about you, so that you would be into us as we're into you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for safety, healing, and every and uh, sound minds in this world. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, so here we are, study 6.1. 6.1. Sorry about that. That was not intentional, but I do trust and believe that, you, that you're getting the meat. Uh, matter of fact, that's what the Bible study that I do on Thursday nights is called uh, Bible Meat. Because Jesus said, you have meat to eat, that you know that he has meat to eat. I have meat to eat that you know not of. So that meat is the word of God. Amen. So we got to get the meat of the word of God. And this is going to help us to be able to study more. Don't forget to check the notes for the in the descriptions for a link to the YouTube page to pick up your notes there. And share this with a friend, family, neighbor, whoever. Tell them Google search into his word dot just into his word. I-N-N-T-O, his word. It'll pop up. They can click on various links and get to where they need to be. Amen. Amen. All right, so let us go on here. I think last week we ended up with the uh the uh what we call literal interpretation, which is a rule of interpreting the Bible, uh, a rule of literal interpretation. we got to take it literally. What it says is just what it says. And I believe I use the idea of when you look at a dictionary, because you don't know what a word means, or the definition, yeah, you don't know what the word means, and the explanation or the definition of what the word means. And you may not even know how to pronounce it. So with all that being said, 
You trust the dictionary, and that's written by man. Why not trust the word of God that was inspired by God? Hallelujah. He just chose a few people to write it down into the words and leave it behind for all humanity. Amen. Inspired by God. That's a difference. So moving right along, uh, there's another rule, I guess you could call it, or another way to understand, and this is not really that different from when you're reading a, a history book or a novel or anything else that you read in life. It's contextual. It's the context. Uh, we have to take the consider in, into consideration the context in which the the verse is is being read, and uh, so uh, you just can't say one thing and it just means that you may have to read a a verse or two before the the actual verse or a verse or two after the actual verse. I can give you an example here, and it says. Uh, uh, the Bible says there is no God. Well, did you know that? Uh, you can find this in Psalms 14 and 1. It says, right. It, and it does says there is no God. But if we read the passage, then we have the whole thing. Just like I mentioned before when I used about the love of money. So if you read the whole passage, you said the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So you see, we have to read the whole thing to get the whole understanding. And uh, their rules, so who is speaking it for interpreting the word of God? We need to know the rules of or for interpreting. Who's speaking it? Who said this? Right? That's important to know. Hallelujah. And we need to know what's being said. We need to summarize the main points of what's being said. And, and whom it is. Uh, or what is being said, I'm sorry, and whom, to who, who said it, what's being said, and why was it said, hallelujah, so let's go over that again, a little bit, who is speaking or writing it, right, who's speaking or writing it, what is being said, that's important, and to whom it is being said, is it talking to uh, the children of Israel, is it talking to the Gentile nations, is it talking to the church, or is this end of the person is or God is he speaking to an individual? I know uh, sometimes he's just spoke to people directly. Hallelujah! When he called uh, a couple of people, he just spoke to them directly. He spoke to Moses directly. Amen. Hallelujah! Praise God! He spoke to uh, uh, Saul before he became Paul in the New Testament directly. So we need to know that. Amen. I just gave you a couple examples. And then what is being said? And then once we know what is being said, what, when, why, and to whom is being said. This, this is important to know when we're studying the Bible. Hallelujah. In the Corinthian church, the women was disrupt, they used to disrupt the services by shouting out questions to their husbands. All right, now why would they do that? Because according to history, this is some deep digging here, According to history, the men sat on one side of the church and the women sat on the other side of the Jewish church. And they may be still practicing that today in Jewish churches. But women would have a question. So the Bible does say that women should be silent in church and to ask their husbands questions at home. But that's the reason why. Because 
that they were separate. So the women would shout out in church, Hey, honey, or however they refer to their husband, Hey, husband, you know, what's the, what's the answer? Or where do I find chapter and verse or whatever it is? And there's scripture for this. And we read that. It says, let your women keep in silence in the churches. For it is not permitted unto to them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And that's in 1 Corinthians 14 and 34. So we read that this is why uh, it was said, when it was said, and to whom it was said. So interpreting the scripture within its context, it helps us to explain the meaning of the passage. So, but if we take it out of context, it can result in the wrong interpretation of the scripture. And I think I gave a couple of good examples of that already. Uh, when talking about the love of money, and uh, what was that other one we just said just here, uh, just a few minutes ago. I, I don't know, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, you got the idea. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, just trying to get through this. Then, we have a couple of more rules. And I think this is probably wrap it up for uh, understanding how to read and to study your Bible. Uh, I'm sure there's much more I could probably dig out, but it takes a lot of digging. It takes a lot of time. Hallelujah. But, and, but I'm, this is going to get you started on your basic Bible studies. There's a rule of first mention. When was a situation first mentioned in the Bible? The first time a word or a phrase or object is indicated is, uh, uh, or the incident is indicated or mentioned in the Bible, it gives the key meaning anywhere else it occurs. The key meaning anywhere else it occurs. So that's something to keep in mind. And then we have... Uh, uh, and we have repetition. If it's repeated over and over, then it must be pretty important. And I think uh, we went through that before uh, in a couple of scriptures, but you didn't understand. I may have said it was important, but you may not have understood uh, the important. Uh, or like to really take note and look at something. Uh, if it's repeated in scriptures for a special emphasis, uh, let's take for example, uh, uh, Jesus says, or it says this: It says, "Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God." Wow, that's in John three and three, and then in John three and five it says, "Except a man be born of the water and spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God." So we see, it's it's very serious. It's mentioned twice. That's like you telling your children or telling a loved one over and over to do the same thing or trying to get your point across. You don't really change the words much, but you say it again and again. And hopefully they get it because you're trying to emphasize a point. And that's just what took place here is that we have our Lord and Savior emphasizing a point. Trying to say, really, stop, hold on, take a look at this. And uh, this is uh, really important. And then the last rule for study, I think is pretty important. It's called the rule of uh, to uh, just everything accumulated, right? And uh, it, it's like this. And you know what? It's actually, this rule is actually in the Bible, believe it or not. 
So much is in the Bible that I took some time to dig this one out. But I realized everything that we need is right here in the Bible, except, except especially when we're just first starting to learn. It says, know this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. But the privacy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. That's in Second Peter 1 and 2. Uh, or 1 and 2. 1 and uh, 20. 120 through uh, 21. That's where you can find that. So, the full truth of God's word on any subject must not be gathered from one isolated scripture. And this word comes in where you have to search the scriptures. Yes, you have to search them. And once you search them, and this is the, the meat, you'll find the truth to God's word. Because scripture interprets scripture. Hallelujah. So you cannot base your anybody. I don't care what church you're in, where you go to. If you're really trying to get to the truth of God's word, you cannot base your doctrine, teaching, or beliefs on a few isolated verses about a subject. You must keep studying until your interpretation comes, becomes consistent with the Bible. In other words, we got to line up with the Bible. The Bible doesn't line up with us. And remember, that scripture we started out with at the very, very beginning, I think, uh, last week. And I've mentioned it before, but I'm going to mention it again and again and again. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And that's in 2 Timothy 2.15. You see, uh, a workman, it's going to take work when you're studying the word of God. It's, it, sometimes it just don't come to you like that. It takes work. You got to dig it out, as they say. You got to take out your tools. and You got to get into the word of God, which leads me to this. Remember, if you stay into him, he'll stay into you. God bless and keep you until we come back again. God be with you. Amen. I was blind